Welcome back to another edition of the Pedro and Hannibal podcast. <laughs> I, see, I see you, Pedro. My name is Hannibal, by the way. And we got uh, the L.A. hat. I wonder why Mr. St. Louis is wearing an L.A. cat. I don't know. Maybe maybe we said we're going to be talking about some 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 West Coast rap today, possibly. Uh, possibly. Yeah, because you're repping. I mean, you're from I mean, you rep St. Louis right now. You're the king of St. Louis. So I see the cap. So you, it must be something important. Why are you wearing it? <laughs> Uh, it's yes. a fresh cap too. I mean, I'm not gonna. It's I'm not, not bad. Lie. Can't lie on that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, thank you guys for checking out the channel. We have a really good episode uh, lineup for you today. The wife is texting me every five seconds, knowing I'm going live. I tell you, Hannah was sleeping on the couch tonight, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you better get upstairs. <laughs> I know, right? Too well. She gonna have to wait because we have. We already got a good amount of people already in checking us out. I see What's Rick up? in here. What's up? What's up? I appreciate everyone that's in here. I see Jaywalk, Daniel Hustle. Welcome. Welcome. And uh, Jose saying, listen, what's up, fellas? Have a great show. Y'all homework is to listen to some gang star. Uh, of course. He I loves mean, that. He's always on that, man. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. He, listen, he's a phenomenal MC. We're going to actually talk about some MCs later in. We're going to do basically a good breakdown of the latest album from the game drillmatic heart versus mind and the 10 minute diss track 10 minutes <laughs> this guy dedicated to going after eminem a little bit um i have some thoughts pedro has some thoughts yep, yep. and i think that's going to be a really good conversation but i didn't put this in the description i gotta fix it up later on but i want to talk about the situation that happened a few days ago at a peewee football game in texas with the former, was he a cornerback? A cornerback, yeah, defensive yeah. back, yes. Um, Talib uh, Akib. We yes. may not be pronouncing it correctly, <laughs> but we're actually going to have a video kind of explaining what happened. And it was basically a peewee football game. You know, a, when you see any kind of football, a lot of adrenaline, a lot of aggression kind of comes through. But I've never seen what happened in this situation where a a coach dies on the field in front of his son because of what happened here. So I just want to, I want to show the video real quick, um, at least this news story, and then we'll jump into the, actually the, the situation that actually happened. And I want, you know, the thoughts on it because Pedro, I know you do youth sports, you do coaching. So you are very intimate with this idea where parents and coaches and, and the players, it's a crazy mix where there's overprotective parents and they get into crazy fights. And this is probably like the most outrageous story I've ever seen. Um, so I definitely want your thoughts on this. Uh, let me let me just go straight to it. I'm going to share it. And, you know, after the video, uh, I'll like your thoughts on the situation. Let me put it in right here. Uh, hopefully you guys can hear it. Let's go. Police say an argument during a Little League football game ended with a coach shot and killed. It happened this weekend in Lancaster, just south of Dallas. Fox Force Peyton Yeager spoke to witness as police search for the suspect. Peyton? Right, Blake, just before 9 p.m. last night, Lancaster police were dispatched out here to Lancaster Community Park. They tell us there was some sort of disagreement between opposing coaching staff, and that led to a argument which led to a physical altercation with which led to shots being fired and a youth football coach 
was pronounced dead at the hospital late last night. Now, friends and family have identified the victim, the youth football coach, as Mike Hickman. Hickman coaches for Dragon Elite Academy. His nine-year-old son is on the team. Parents of Dragon Elite Academy tell us the opposing team's parents and coaches, they became angry due to the final score of the game and started yelling at the referees. That's when a physical fight began. And police say a man from the opposing coaching staff, now identified by police as Yaqib Talib, fired a gun. Hickman was shot and later died at the hospital. Friends and family and fellow coaches of Hickman are left stunned. It's not that important, guys. It's not. It's not that serious. No one is. No. No one should come to a nine-year-old's game and be fearful for their life, or be fearful of my my son might get get shot while he's playing football. Like, come on, y'all. This has to stop. Again, police are still looking for Talib. He has been identified as the shooter. There is an active warrant for his arrest. Earlier this afternoon, I had a chance to speak with some parent. I want to end it here because it's an older video. It wasn't a um, Akeem Talib. It was his brother yeah. that was, and he actually turned himself in recently. But, and a good question if in the chat, have you guys coached? Uh, any kind of kids, obviously, if you have kids, they go to youth sports. Have you seen, I'm, I'm sure you haven't seen something like this, but, uh, you know, Paige, I'll just like your thoughts because it's fucking crazy. I'm sorry for cursing. It. This man died, rest in peace, Michael Hitman, died with his son. Son was watching him die. It's like we're, we're losing our mind. So you, know, you can give me your thoughts on this one. It's, it's crazy, man. Uh, things like this have happened before. I've seen other stories. Fights happen. Like it's not regular because there's thousands of tens of thousands of games that happen every day in this country, but it happens. And I think when I would coach my daughter's teams, right, basketball, softball, some of the parents in the stance, like they don't know. Like you have a mixture of like these parents living vicariously through their kids. You have that element and they get super passionate. Sometimes it can be positive in a good way, motivating, whatever. Other times it's like it's about them as a parent versus them just enjoying watching their kid play a sport. And they take all that positivity from their child when they make it about them. And I've seen that a lot. Um, but to have somebody, I think they said arguing about the score of the game. So obviously there was maybe a controversial call or something. They didn't or they got smashed and they lost by, you know, 20 touchdowns. And you let your pride and ego get in the way and, you know, to, to even to even think that, you know, you have to react in that way. You got to pull a gun out. It's just it's it's a it's a youth football. No sport. You should have to do that. But it's youth football. Like at that point, the parents are making it about them and not the kids. And and I've been that parent in the stands where I'm like cheering loudly and like, you know, yeah. and then, you know, my, my daughter had to be like, hey, just, you know, don't do as much. It was never bad. But like. Then I had to realize as a parent, I'm there to support. Right. Right. That, and I, I tell parents this, you know, when we would have meetings, you know, I'm the coach, you know, don't give directions from the stance. Don't do this. I'm the coach. You're entrusting me to coach your kids. Just do it. Just try to enjoy the game. And if you have, you know, criticism or something, come to us privately as a staff or talk to your kid in the car on the way home, but don't be yelling at the refs. Like it, you know, you're making it about you when you do that. 
and um, just enjoy the game. Enjoy the, you know, most most kids, you know, in in high school or throughout throughout peewee through high school, maybe they have a hundred games, right? Let's just say a hundred games combined, maybe two hundred. Just enjoy those because ninety nine percent of kids aren't going to play in college or professionally. Just enjoy it. And um, somebody dies because of a football game, like it's absolutely absurd. It's just, you know, it's sad and absurd and ridiculous. And um, yeah, man, I, I've seen fights. I mean, it's, I've seen coaches fight at basketball games at the end in the layup line or like the handshake line. Like it's just, yeah, it's yeah. just stupid. It's absolutely, I've seen it. And it's just like, you just shake your head, you know? Yeah. It, it's, I mean, it, it, it angers me because, you know, that kid lost his father at nine years old. My son will be nine in January. It, like, what are we doing? Like, what is happening in our culture? And yes, I'm going to make it more of necessarily a race thing, but I'm black. And I don't understand this level of aggression where, you know, Atib Khalib, like, he was a very physical football player. There's a lot of clips you see, you know, he's, he's roughing up with, with players. And again, he didn't want to take the gun out and shoot, but at the same time, his brother, obviously they've, you know, they've been raised in Texas, rough neighborhood, rough background, but you know, this person was able to become an NFL football player and a very good one. And he actually um, commentates for Fox sports. So the idea that he couldn't get his brother to calm down or even ask his like, why are you bringing a gun to a peewee football game. Like, what's happening? Yeah. And then, okay, there's a fight. Still embarrassing. Still doesn't make any sense. You're fighting each other at a peewee football game towards the end of the game. And you take a gun out. Like, you're, I'm sure he's probably, you know, another probably another physical specimen at, like, his brother. Why you thought that you needed a gun to protect yourself? Like, what happened? Did Hickman didn't have a gun. I'm, I, I'm sure he didn't because they would have. It's an ego time. thing. It's an ego thing. It's that. It's that. It's that. I'm from the streets. You're not gonna punk me, kind of. You know, and it. it yeah. It's. It's bad. It's just. It's really sad. Like, and it doesn't matter how you know he's a multimillionaire, right? So when you're a multimillionaire, yeah, it may not be your money, but you're the brother. I'm sure you. He's taking care of all of you. By you taking that gun out, you jeopardize. Obviously, you kill someone. So you're going to jail for, for murder in Texas. Good luck getting yeah. out of that, right? Good luck, good luck getting out of that. You ruined all those families. You traumatized all those kids. You traumatized that nine-year-old that lost his father from playing sports for nothing. Just like what that man said, another coach that they were interviewing, he said, for nothing, for nothing. Like, what is going on here? And it's, it's, you know, I think I saw one comment from uh, Jamel Hill and she said this is a tragic situation, but gun control, gun control needs to be, need to be a, uh, a, a situation. It's a priority. That's the reason. It's a, the gun. The gun did not get up and shoot Michael Hitman. <laughs> Someone picked up the gun and pointed at him and killed him. It's not a gun issue. There's a problem with the whole gun control. And I don't want to go into gun control. We have a culture problem we have a problem where people think that they need to be as tough as possible as masculine as possible and forget what's happening forget you know the, the lives that could be potentially ruined forget how in like just the level of embarrassment and, and that will be displayed because this person is mad at this other person like 
it's a culture problem. It's not a gun problem because there are other areas where there's tons of guns around and no one's picking up a gun to shoot because they have a physical fight. You have a physical fight, then all right, where the hand? All right, throw your hands. Go, go, go to parking lot, throw hands. And then you could say, hug it. You know what I'm saying? Like, do that. Like, but it, it's just, it's absurd, man. And it's a shame. Like, imagine being that nine-year-old kid. You see that, your dad, I mean, your father's dead. Like, you know, and, and, and clearly, you know, if you're, and this goes out to all the coaches out there, you don't get paid to do this. You, you know, you're obviously a good father. You're out there. You're trying to like coach your team, your kids, your neighborhood kids, like shout out to all the coaches. Like it's, it's not easy work. And it yeah. takes a lot of time and effort and discipline. And you're, 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 you're molding these young men's minds and young women's minds. And I love, I think all kids should play some kind of sport or be in I some agree. kind of, or some kind of club because you get to learn socially how to do things. You, you learn how to fail. You learn how to succeed. You learn how to adapt. And uh, this guy took that from those kids. And that's a shame. Well, and the whole group you know, of kids. Why would, yeah. why would any of those kids decide to play sports again? Like you just they you that that dude robbed them. I think the the brother's name is kind of similar to a, um his brother uh, Akib. I think it's like it is, Yal, yeah. it sounds like a Y or something like that. But it, it's it's sad. And it, um, Nova Dash had a really good comment here. It's like the um, Aaron Hernandez situ- situation. He couldn't leave the streets behind him, and that's a big big point, especially with a lot of the athletes. They come from these. Um, lower income backgrounds where they had a fight to survive and not, we're not saying you, know, you had to do that. Sure. But you are, you know, you're accomplished. You made it right. He had a great career. He's in Fox sports. He's, he's doing pretty well. His family should be doing well. And they couldn't take that level of aggression out. Again, you see tons of clips of him. Like, you know, one clip he, he, he takes, I think Michael Crabtree's chain and rips off. Like, yeah, he was of, fighting on the yeah, Crabtree fighting. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Hood, kind of uh mentality it's a hood like you're not hood anymore you're a multi-millionaire there are there are not a lot of multi-millionaires in the inner city so like that mentality needs to leave but it don't it doesn't doesn't seem like it ever leaves a lot of these players and or these people and at this point now you ruined obviously ruined someone's life because they've gone that child's life um would Fox Sports keep him around, even though he wasn't the one that was involved? But the fact that you were there, you were fighting too. Like he was in the mix. And then your brother takes There's a gun no out. Way. There's no way that Fox is going to keep him. No. Nope. Nope. Uh, and, and this is another question. Now, you know, I have an eight-year-old. He hasn't really gotten into the sports yet. He's more of a nerd. But eventually he will be a part of that. And I understand the f- from the parents' perspective, not this situation. This situation is like ridiculous. But we were talking before we got on the air where you see your kid getting roughed up, especially you know, your mom too. Seeing your kid getting roughed up physically, either it's like a wrestling or football, they get hurt or they're getting beat up. And you want to fight every instinct to jump in and stop it. Or you yelling at the ref, hey, you see him do this? Refs just like every other professional P it doesn't matter. They're going to make mistakes and not perfect people. No one is there to let your kid get hurt. It's but very not- hard. I'll say this real quick. It's yeah. extremely more. It's very difficult to referee a game and be 100% accurate. So anybody that's ref before, you know what I mean? I try, I did it for basketball for a game. It, it's not fun. It's not easy. And it's, yeah, I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then and I guess that, and that's where it's, 
It's it, yeah. It's like I think Bobby had one. He's uh, he had a comment. He said, "Listen, you couldn't pay me to ref. <laughs> you couldn't pay I me." Was, ref. I, I, I I would rather play. I've played like in men's rec leagues with like referees and a, like a tournament style. Played high school. I have no stress level when I'm playing a sport. You know, it could be we could be down. You know, two points, ball on my hand. I got no problem taking the shot. I make it great. I miss it. What. The amount of anxiety I had just from refing that little kid's basketball game <laughs> with the parents yelling, screaming, and this and that, and the coach, because, hey, can I talk to you? It's, yeah, I got respect for referees. That's all I'll say. I just do. Yeah. yeah and we, you know, we watch professional sports and we think they suck, right? Yeah, Football, yeah. right? Oh, they're so bad. But yeah. imagine able, I mean, even in NFL, right? They have to watch 22 men on a field playing as fast as possible. He's the fastest, strongest, most athletic men in the world. Play one snap of football and you got to check all this stuff out at the same time. And, it's and, easy for us to be critical on the couch because we see everything in slow motion and they're looking, they got to do it in real time. I would, I would say all these people that are other, some refs make bad calls. It is what it is. I believe in instant replay. We should use it. But like none of us would be able to do their job. Not one of us. And any of us that critique these guys, like, listen, it's, it's not easy. So they make bad calls. I've yelled at the screen. We've all done it, but that's just part of the, that's just part of it. But like they have to be, these guys are accurate 99% of the time. That's more accurate than any other professional athlete doing anything that they do. Just think about that for a minute. Yeah. You got a great point. And I'm wondering if, would it be a better idea? And they never would do this because like I said, like you said earlier, a lot of parents live through their kids. They never made it or they think their kid can do something special and they think they need to um, basically protect them at the same time, want them to flourish. Like the, it, it's hard to do both at the same time. I'm wondering if it's similar to when your child learns to start to learn to drive. You you may want to try to teach them, but you know it's going to be difficult. Every little mistake you're going to be given, you're going to have anxiety. Your kid, you're going to give your kid anxiety where you should just let a professional teach them how to drive. And I'm wondering, is it, is it a good idea if, if most parents should not show up for these games mm. or go do something else? Unless the child really wants you there, but I, I don't know. Like, Yeah, no, I think you got to show up because that, that's important to kids. It really is. But you have to, it, it, it's hard. You know, because, you you know, you you know, as a parent, I've watched and you want to there's times I'm like, all right, I'm just going to watch it. But then you say something here and there, you know, you're not yelling and screaming, but like it's just you, you get emotional about it. You, you know, you want your kid to do well. Most of the time your kid wants to do well, especially if it's high level competitive, you know, they get to a certain age, you know, middle school, high school. But it, it's it's like at the end of the day, like I think the ones that have the issues are the ones that are living vicariously through their children with sports because they didn't make it or they were good and something happened. Now they want the kid to be good. Yeah. And they, yeah. you know, and it's just like, I've seen a lot of parents, they make it about themselves when they go to these games and not about the kids. And those yeah. are the ones that tend to get into issues and have, have stuff going on. So um, Rodney coming with a great comment. You know, I was booed many times up hiring, yeah, umpiring. <laughs> Jeez. Forget, forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it, right? Everything got to be, you know, sometimes the parents were pissed. Uh, Bobby says, uh, youth sports is a big business nowadays, um, not just the boys and girls club anymore. Yep. Yeah, we, we, there was a really good, I forgot the name of the um, reality show, where they followed a team, a few teams of peewee football. Was it Little Tight? No, Little... Uh, it, it may have been Little Tykes. Yeah, you're right. Was it, on, right. it was on Netflix, right? It was one, one of those streaming sites. Yeah, yeah. And the way... 
the way the, the, the coaches were going after and coaching these kids, screaming at them, cursing at them. It was like, wait, hold on a second. This is peewee football. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know when you start to actually become well, a good enough where, okay, you can actually take this, you know, further along. Like, all right, middle school, cool. High school, obviously. But at nine, 10 years old, I, I, you know, it's, 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 it could be too much, but maybe I'm being a little bit too sensitive. It depends. You know, maybe I'm being a little progressive. It, it depends because in some neighborhoods, these ultra aggressive coaches, and I've been with them, I've been part of those coaching staffs, they're trying to get these kids just to college, even if it's a D3 school. Yeah. And you, most of these kids aren't going to make it professionally, but there's so many colleges now, especially football, basketball. That's a, those are the main sports we're talking about. Okay, yeah. when we're talking inner city or we're talking like opportunities, those are the big sports, billions of dollars pumped into both of those sports in the collegiate level. Okay. We're not talking swimming and tennis. Like it's, it is what it is. It's harder to get into them. Right. Yeah. But like if you're decent at nine and 10 and a coach knows it, they're going to ride you hard because they, they want to get you right now. All these, these, these young basketball players, they got mixtapes at like in middle school, they're getting recruited in middle school, even on the football field, Alabama seeing 13 year olds linebackers and we're giving them an offer, but not an offer. So some of these parents, they they could be fine with it because they push my kid. I want him to go to college. Forget the NFL. Maybe it's, you know, if he gets there, great, but that's not normal, right? But get my get my kid a scholarship. Get him a free education and use sports to get there. And I'm a big advocate for that, right? Yeah. A huge advocate. So I think the coaches that ride these kids really hard, as long as they're transparent with the parents saying, hey, this is what we're trying to do here. I'm going to ride your kid hard. He's going to come home. He might be crying sometimes. He might, be, he might say I ran him too much. He might say I dropped the F-bomb, but I have a bigger goal to get your kid into a really good high school or a really good college and get him a free education. That's my goal. And I think if a coach tells me that as a parent, I'm in 100%. It's the yeah. ones that don't communicate that with the parents that have issues. And then they, they look like they're coming, like, like they come across as an asshole. Right. But if you're trying to, if I feel like you're really trying to empower my child and get him to the next level and get a free college education, ride my kid till he's crying every day. But when he's 18, he's going to probably thank that coach. He's going to, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I look at it from the other perspective. Yeah. I, I look, I, and I understand, I totally understand your point of view. And I think there's a, the other side is that, man, it's so messed up that many, many of these neighborhoods, many of these parents, the only way they, their child may go to college is through sports. That's a lot of pressure on a young child. It is. Um, they may not, they may be all in on this sport and in two years they may not be, but they may be stuck now because their parents and their coaches are telling them you got something great. And even the child is uh, um, not as invested as much as they used to be. I think we've seen it in many, um, at least a lot of basketball players, we see them athletically looking like, yeah, they should be able to do really well in the next level. And they just underachieve. Yeah. They don't seem like they love the sport. And you wonder why, what happened? Was the sport, the love been, was taken away because the parents beat it out of them. The coaches beat it out of them. You know, cause some kids, just like some people, they, you know, a way to motivate them is may not be by yelling at them and screaming at them or being super aggressive. It may be more, more of a different 
angle. We it can't be used the same angle for every child. Um, and this another really good comment from Rodney, the parent coach thing, mm. where and that's obvious too. Sometimes we're like, wait, hold on a second, my kid is sitting on the bench a lot. Yeah, but like this that. child's playing. He may not even be as good. Why is he getting more playing time than you? You going after the coach? Why my kid's not playing? Well, then also it could be like, well, your kid may suck. <laughs> we trying yeah, to that's, that's a t- that's a tough one. I always when I was coaching my my ex, my she was my stepdaughter at the time. She was usually the best better player on the team, and everybody knew it, so that was fine. But like I rode her harder. You know, if she made a mistake, I was she, she's going to sit longer than somebody else because she needs to lead by example. Like the eyes are always on you when you're coaching your kid. Yeah, and uh, the playing time's always weird because some parents are like, "Oh, my kid don't play," or if your kid's trash, she ain't gonna play. Like I, that's my mentality. Like if we're if <laughs> we're lo- if we're losing by a lot, or if we're, then you're gonna play. But or if you're really you know if you're just not good, but you're putting the effort and practice, I'll give you a few minutes. But like I don't believe in equal playing time when you get to like middle school. It is what it is. Pee wee league different. If we're playing like to win and we're like. We're, we're, we're counting wins and losses and you're a 13 year old kid, 12 year old kid. If you're trash, you are sitting on my bench. You can be in a team maybe, but I'm not picking. Everybody doesn't get a ribbon in my world. Everybody doesn't get to play. Like that's just me. That's and some people don't like that, but at the end of the day, like I'm not going to sacrifice like a, a, a win or a loss just because everybody should play eight minutes. Nah, I don't believe in that. I just don't. <sighs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm I don't. just saying. Where is the where's the point where kids get to play? Like just play. It, it's not necessarily a participating choice. Like they're young. They don't know. They ain't put y- that in. Y- Go to the YMCA. Go to the YMCA on <laughs> Sunday morning. There's a there's basketball hoops everywhere. I used to have this conversation with some parents. Like yeah. that's not like if we got a jersey on and you made the team, that's that's awesome. But I'm not gonna give equal playing time. I guess that's not how it works because we can go to the YMCA. There's no scoreboard. There's no refs. Get some shots up, play and have fun. If we got referees that we're paying and we're practicing three days a week, these kids are trying to, well, I'm not trying to, uh, there's no participation trophies in my world. That's just me. It, you know, I think we do too much of that. I, that's just my opinion on it, but you know. Yeah. But do you think that peewee football, and cause peewee football is competitive. They're, they're not, and they're they're nine ten years old. They're not even ten years old yet, and yeah, like they have that they have that mentality. You gotta win. If you ain't put it in, get out. And it's like wait, hold on a second. Not everyone. I mean, I don't know a lot of the NFL players and when they started. A lot of people don't blossom until they get a little older. It's like oh wait, hold on a second. Maybe some are a little slower, but I understand when you're trying to win, you're trying to win. And there's I do believe in meritocracy. I do believe that the best go on. And it, life is not fair, but damn, they learn it early. And I feel no, like- I'm, I'm talking like middle school. I like if you're six, seven, eight, nine, like if you're not in middle school yet, it's a little different. But once you get to middle school, for me, you're a teenager, you're it's it is what it is. Like that's just how I look at it. Uh, Dasher Poppy says it's all about building character at a young age. At that age, it's not all about winning or losing. You have to learn to lose before you win. And I think that's if they can, if anything could be. I think this is a big example. Obviously, someone lost their life. I, 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 I hope that many of these coaches take a step back and think. Yeah. Oh, the values. Cool. Winning. Cool. You can even say winning is a big deal. But damn, you got to conduct yourself better when you're losing. You got to conduct yourself when you may not like the ref's calls. You may not like what the other parent is saying. Like, hopefully this can 
kind of take a step back and realize what's more important right now. Obviously, pulling out a gun and shooting someone, hopefully you think you would think that wouldn't be the first lesson you learn. But all right, we may have to take a step back on how we are conducting ourselves in front of our kids. That has to be something that needs to be at least thought about instead of I mean, I understand a lot. It's complicated. Like you said, you got refs looking at very a lot of people doing the same thing at the same time. It's hard to do that. You have parents that they want to push their kids. They think, you know, obviously we all think our kids are special, right? We all think our kids are probably more <laughs> talented than, you know, if someone else saw it, I'm like, no, it's not that good. But <laughs> you, that's your kid. Yeah. That's, you know, they, 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 they resemble you. Um, you think, you think the world of them. Yeah, you want to protect think, them. You want to protect them, you know? Exactly. And I think uh, too much of that situation going on and kind of came into this boiling point where these guys are fighting and the kids are just looking at them like, damn, I don't even care about this sport. <laughs> I don't even yeah. care like that anymore. But why my father flip? Why is he screaming? Like, yeah. I, I'd rather play video games. I want to play Fortnite. And we're, they, they, like, it was a really funny episode of South Park. I don't know if you watched the show, but they were playing Little League. And then to all the kids hated Little League. They wanted to lose on purpose. But the other team wanted to lose on purpose, too, to get out <laughs> of the tournament. And all the parents are cheering and cheering, trying to... Like the, the whole episode is uh, one of the characters' fathers fighting this other father. It was it was it's hilarious. I actually. haven't seen that one, but I like me some South Park. South Park yeah. is a very well orchestrated show. It's a yeah. perfect show because yes, you know it, it's baseball too, and baseball is like one of those sports where it's kind of it's losing its um, popularity. It's, compared it's, to, it's it's boring. They need to spice it up, <laughs> right? But yeah. they're like, I want to lose. I because it's summer too. They're like, I want to lose so I can enjoy the rest of my summer. And the other teams are like, No, we're gonna lose too. So like, they're throwing balls that. They throwing balls on purpose, but then at the same time, the other team stops swinging. So then they score, and they're trying to find ways. To, so like, it's baseball backwards. It's, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. So, I have to check it out. <laughs> I guess at the end, the end is like a segment. Make sure that your kid is really into this shit before you like. Make yes. sure they're really into it. That's all. Like, yes. if they really in and they they're passionate, even more passionate than you. All right, go ahead. You still need to calm down, and you know you gotta lose. You gotta learn how to lose. You gotta learn how to deal with you know dynamics of teams and you may have to deal with an unfair coach that's, that's life lessons yep. but make sure the child's really into it before you start screaming and fighting because you may have, the point where like you go fight another parent you get your ass kicked and then you at home with your you know bro, broken ego and broken yeah. something else and the kid yep. is like yeah I don't, care. I don't really like baseball dad <laughs> like, yeah. yeah and then you lost on two levels yeah like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy like you know that was a bit of a sad story but I don't know it, it, it's I just want to talk about that and appreciate, you know, you humor me a little bit, Pedro. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and the thing, too, talking about LeBron James and his kids. Now, I can tell they actually like playing foot basketball. Oh, sure. They're going to do pretty well. Yeah. I still think it's a little weird that we put a lot of stories about it. But, you know, like you told me a couple of days ago, hey, the LeBron's kids. It's LeBron kids. LeBron. And LeBron, Bronny James isn't. He's good. But he's not. He's getting. He would not be getting. He'd get. No, ESPN time. If he was not LeBron James's son, he'd be he'd be somewhere, but not right. Yeah, but he's not LeBron James when he was his age was like on the cover of uh, ESPN or uh, Sports Illustrated. He's not his on his dad's level at all. He's not even like a Dejon Wagner, OJ Mayo, uh, you know all these other Mikey Mikey Williams. Like he's not that good, but it's LeBron James' son, so that pushes the needle. So it is what it is, and that's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure because that's the namesake. His name yes. is LeBron. Yes. You know, they call him Brownie. 
And then he now, puts in the work, though. He puts in the work. I mean, that young man puts in the work. He's going to go to Duke or somewhere in Michigan. You see, he already has offers. I don't think he'll make the NBA, but his dad can't pull strings. But, you know. It, so you don't think he's even NBA? No, he's not. Huh? No. no, no, no. It's another another weird story is the fact that the younger brother, they're like, no, he's actually better, Bryce. Yes, like, I apparently so. he's better. And like, wait, he's only 15? But he's, he's already six foot. He's already yeah, six foot four. I think six, he's. I think he's going to relate. He's going to be bigger. I think his game will relate better. If anything, I could see him having more of a success than his brother. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, maybe, you know what? If he can get both of them NBA, like, like a lot of that LeVar ball hate, I don't see a lot of hate anymore. Because, yeah, Lonzo, I'll take Lonzo as my starting point guard anytime. I'll take him over this Brunson guy we have for the Knicks. I would take Lonzo ball. Not but LaMelo ball. They ain't talking too much crap about LeVar and how he pushed his kids and how nope. they, because LaMelo can play. And um, what's the third? Uh, Le- Leangelo. He looked pretty good. You know, it's pro-am, but the Drew League. Yeah. Hopefully he gets a chance. At least he he looks like he has a physical body to it. I don't know. The yeah. skills are probably not connecting, but he has three successful sons. So yes. it, that's a positive. I don't hear a lot of shit talking about LeVar, LeVar. Ball. LeVar Ball won. People, all the shit people were giving. Le- Lavar Ball has three sons. They're all millionaires. One of them could be the face of the NBA in a couple of years. Definitely Levar, also. Lavar Lavar Ball won, hundred yeah. percent in my opinion. Yeah, I mean the sneakers are whack, but yeah, definitely oh, one. Yeah. Again, he still won though. Um, and Nova Dasha thinks that Bronny is going to make the NBA, so we'll see. I mean, it's what two years? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, so let's get into the hip hop portion of this podcast. We are going to kind of break down the game album now this was i would say a huge surprise right yeah yeah um and we're gonna talk about the disc so first i want to talk about just the album just the album first right and then we'll go into the disc and i guess you can still put that in in your review but i want you to start it what did you think about the game's latest album dramatic which is a very interesting uh name dramatic um, Heart versus mind what do you thought about that album Really enjoyed it. Uh, I listened to it today. Listened to the whole album. Uh, not 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 like just without interruption, but here and there. I listened to a few songs twice. Um, I'm I'm a game fan. I think he's got a few albums that I really enjoy. I have them on my playlist. I bought physical CDs, you know, years ago when they came out in the early 2000s or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Game's flow. I like. I think he's a decent lyricist. Dre's produced some of his stuff. Always, you know, I feel like the production value on some of his albums is pretty good. Yeah. So I've always been a game game guy. Um, I thought this album was really good. Very surprising. I could tell he thought about this, crafted um, some of the songs. He has some great production on this album, some samples, you know, Kanye's on in it. Like he's got, you know, uh, a, a lot of good features. Um, I liked it a lot. And, uh, the diss track, um, I listened to that twice. Very long, extremely <laughs> yeah. personal. Like he's going at Eminem, Eminem's mom, Eminem's daughter, Eminem's. I mean, he's 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 going at him hard, right? And usually that doesn't bode well because Eminem is, you know, I don't think he's taking an L yet. He just had, you know, when people come at him or whatever, like. You know, MGK tried to come at him. He he meant he, he made him start wearing pink, and now he's doing rock music, right? So, yeah. like, I thought this album was really good. I really enjoyed the diss track. I really enjoyed it, and yeah. I, I I did, yeah. 
And um, I think I'll say this. Though. I think the game is crying for attention, like crying for attention. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of these hip hop guys do that. Their egos get battered. They're like, oh, I was a shit 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Nobody cares about me. They're, they're not as relevant. And you can tell he's like, All right, I want to be relevant again. So I'm going to go at Eminem. He's, who else are you going to go at? He went at Drake a couple times in that album. Right. Yeah. And uh, I understand why. But I think he is backing it up with some good tra- good tracks, so that's why I'm not mad at him. Okay, so let me let me tell let me give you my review. <laughs> like I'm doing a Skip Bayless where he does a <sighs> yeah yeah okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this before in my life. Like every time, it's every Skip never seen anything in his life. Skip Bayless is much. A clown, I watch too much. You're not Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless is a clown, bro. I don't. Like yeah. Sorry. I just don't. Okay, so. The game came out in 2005. Yeah. 17 years in. And, he, you know, the documentary, classic debut album. I don't think that album went into the top 200 list on the Rolling Stones. And that's absurd, in my opinion. And that's absurd. That's, I mean, he had the, his biggest hits. He had the best production. He had Dre there. He had 50 Cent writing all those um, hits. It was a great album. G Unit. I don't know. You guys, I'm going to talk, talk to you, young guys, about G Unit back in the day, back when I was in college, when Fifty Cent was like the man. God, I'm old. G Unit was potentially could have been one of the biggest rap groups of all time. They had the the talent. They had obviously Fifty Cent, the ability to write any song. Like that's that's a Fifty Cent skill. He can write a song. He could, he could put anything together into something that's great for the radio and in the street, whatever. Right. Then he had Tony Yayo. I liked him. He was cool. He wasn't necessarily the strongest guy, but he, 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 could, play, he could put some uh, stuff together. What was the other one? Young Buck or something? Wasn't Young, Young Buck. Buck a little later on, but yeah, he was yeah. in it. And I love Young Buck. Tennessee dude. Yeah, I like Young good Buck. Good flow. You know, if you put the good production behind him, he can, he can make a hit or two. Lloyd Banks. Oh, Lloyd Banks. Yes, I like Lloyd Banks. He's actually, yeah, the album came out this year too, and it's actually pretty good. If you have a chance, check it out. Punchline Machine. Yeah. Like, if you want... Clever punchlines. Lloyd, Lloyd Banks is going to play together, and in that group, they had some hits. And the problem happened. Well, someone put in the game destroyed G Unit egos. I, I think Game thought I don't. I'm kind of bigger than this group here. And then Fifty Cent probably is not the easiest person to deal with. Yeah. He's a bit of ruthless kind. He's ruthless businessman, and egos clash, and that whole thing kind of broken apart. Right. Um, and the game kept going. He had a few other albums. And he, like, you know, I agree with you. Some decent stuff. I think the first two, three albums. So, like, they got the documentary, um, Doctor's Advocate. I thought it was pretty solid. LAX. Okay. LA, documentary 2. I think he has a documentary 2 as well. Yeah. Like um, that, yeah. The Red Album. There have a few albums. And yeah. every once in a while, he still had, like, a, a song or two that kept him in. But nothing compared to the first no. um, two albums. So I would say for this album, Dramatic, it's probably his best album in 10 years. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. Um, his yeah. best album in 11 years. I, the last album I remember really listening to was the Red Album. That was 2011. It's his best album in 11 years. You can tell, and you, you already said it, he put everything into it. 100% effort. It wasn't him just throwing some tracks to get himself, you know, you know, some some money here and there. Um, and the biggest key to me was obviously the hunger and that production. 
Um, most of the production uh, came from Hit Boy. Yeah. You may not know who Hit Boy is, guys. He is probably the hottest producer right now. I think like currently, not like all time. Hit Boy is the man. If you want your career um, revitalized, hit call Hit Boy. Hit Boy produced the, the Nas um, albums, the last two. The guy could just know how to put a beat together. Yeah. So the game, when you when you put great production on the game's tr- uh, tracks, the game has a flow and he can he can run yeah. with it. Game's got flow. I think game's flow is underrated in my opinion. I think he's got a really good flow, the voice, timing, mixed with some good lyrics. He's not an ultimate lyricist, but you know, I I, I like the album, man. I don't know. Yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear your response about the diss track. I'm I'm I'll cautiously. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get, get into that. Um. Um. KB says the doc two was better than dramatic. I'm about to, I'm about to re-listen to that. I mean, you know, you may be right. I nothing comes to me right now, but it's possible. It's possible. Um, but the production, yeah, Kid Boy blessed him, blessed him with really good tracks, great samples. Yeah. You know, and that's what I love. You know, we're old, but we love some of these samples. Like, oh, I remember that song. I remember that. And, oh, and I loved the it. Games, yeah. And the features were strong. Um that My easy opinion. song, the easy song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, with yeah, Kanye. Kanye. I was like, and that's in the, the first couple songs. Like, this is my shit, right? Like, yeah, I don't, that's an easy he, sample, man. Like, yeah, iced tea. Like, iced tea in the beginning, right <laughs> from the jump. I mean, you, I mean, he brought in some hot, you know, like, like the features are good. They're on point. There's a few I didn't enjoy. There's like one, like, kind of RB joint. I didn't, I don't like the RB mix with him. I'm, I don't like that, but yeah. he's got, he's got some. It's there, man. Yeah, yeah. You got. Um, I, I enjoy the Cameron um, uh, feature. I I think there's too many features to be honest. I'm not a big fan of uh, rappers that have like a feature in every song. In every song, yeah. I like the J Cole no features thing, mm-hmm. but the features worked, and the game can kind of work with anybody. Um, it it is just a really really solid, very surprising album. One of the best albums of of uh, two uh, thousand twenty two. In terms of rapping, like I don't think it's the number one or anything, but damn, it was good. I mean, this this song Pusha, Pusha T was in the album too, wasn't he? I think there's a Pusha T a Pusha T track. Yeah, I mean they had he had everybody. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Yeah, he, he had a he had two chains. He had Roddy Rich. He had all the hottest rappers. Yeah, he had Twister in it. I didn't even know Twister was still doing stuff. Oh, um, Twister! Yeah, um, I forgot about that's my shot sound guy. Yeah, Twister was in it. Like, yeah, um, he had you know, and you know, like I said, I'm not a big fan of getting as many uh, features as possible, but it worked. It worked perfectly. The only problem I have is that disc track. Oh, what? I, yeah, it was why? weird. Tell me. Break it, it down. Why? Is it, why is it weird? Because. All right. First of all, it felt like a homage to to Eminem, the way he was copying the flow. I feel like if he he should have did his own flow rather than oh, copying Eminem's flow. See, I looked at it exactly opposite. I thought that was dope that he did it like that because I noticed it in other songs in this album where he was yeah. his flow, which and I like that. I I like it, and I think if anything, he's mocking him because his rhyme schemes were similar as Eminem. He's almost. He's telling him, this is how I looked at it, and I'll let you go. Yeah. He's telling him, I could I could do this shit better than you. Like, look, I can even do your flow. Like, you know, he can't, nobody can flow like Eminem, but he's he's doing it in a mocking way. Not, I don't see it as a homage. Well, yeah, he's definitely mocking him. I just felt like, and I felt like it was more of, well, you know, you know how like imitation is the, you know, 
form of flattery. Mm-hmm. So he's doing that and I understand the angle. Like he put some effort into it. Like he's supposed to be with the, uh, with the, you know, the brother of Stan from the, you know, Stan, the rap uh, song from at this yeah. point, 20 over 20 years ago. But I just, I just felt like it's a few things. And I think uh, someone put th- that in there. Uh, is that, yeah, his diss track was at Eminem for clout. And I oh, felt sure. like the album was so good. It didn't need that, but I understand he needed, some pub. He needed some heat. Yes. But I'm like, you with Hit Boy, you have all these really current rappers. You didn't need to go after Eminem unless you really had a problem with him. Now, I, I didn't check if it's a history with each other. Did I don't know. I don't think something? there is. I don't know. I don't think that there is. I think he just, I think that comment that you just read, I think he's spot on. Yeah. And I think he's, somebody said earlier, he's salty about the Super Bowl still. And he's like, Forget these, like, I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming. And, you know, when you go at Eminem, it's going to get attention. And clearly, I mean, he's, we got this little podcast, we talk about him, you know what I'm saying? We ain't talking about the game's album unless he goes with Eminem. Probably not. That's right? a good point. I don't think so, so, I, mean, so I would I, hope I would have listened to that. I would have hoped someone would have told me, yo, yeah, check but, this album out. But nah. it, it, I, so it's like, it kind of takes away from how, the, uh, everything else was crafted well. Like I, it's like kind of like an eight out of ten. Like it's a solid, solid album. And the problem is the only song that most people may listen to is that diss track where I think Nova Daff, Nova Dash says it's basically a love letter. <laughs> it, can, it can. That's a problem too. Like a diss track, hit him up is a diss track. Yes. There's no interpretation of what you're trying to say. Like what's going on? Like you're going after them. You're saying the most hurtful things possible. Um, it, it, and the thing too about the diss track, he said things that most people already said about Eminem, like, "Oh, right, he's a wigger." Okay, um, no one listens to him in the hood. True, True no one listens. Yeah. No one. You, you're not gonna go in the hood and listen to Eminem. He's it's not. I mean, you're not listening to Em at the club. He said that Eminem is not gonna be in the club. But he mentioned things in this song I had never heard before. But tell me about it, because I feel like he's talking about he's talking about his mom and. And he's mocking him that he basically made albums about his mother and got famous for that. But then okay. he's, he's, t- he's saying, well, your mom had you when she was 15 and, and he he's going at him. Like I've never heard any, you know, everybody goes at him cause he's a white boy. He's this, he's that. Yeah, he's you want, no one's listening to you. Blonde hair. Yeah. You, nobody cares about you. Rabbit, throw up spaghetti, blah, blah, blah. You made, you know, yeah. all the, all the easy stuff. He went at, he went at, uh, uh for me, a psychological part when his mom and the age that his mom had him and why they don't have a good relationship. And I thought he went at him hard and I didn't see it as a love letter or anything. Now I think he, I don't know if there's even beef that, you know, maybe the beef still stems from the 50 cent and 50 cent and M or, you know, boys, but like he went at him pretty hard. So I'm just excited because I feel like the diss track is good enough it's not great. It's it's not stillmatic. It's not hit him up, but it's good enough. Eminem's gonna respond, and Eminem's you know Eminem's going, gonna come with the heat. So then now we got going, something else to listen to. Eminem's gonna kill him. He's like probably he's never he doesn't take an L, so he he's he's a hundred no, so he should kill him. And but, I think another I think another reason why people feel like it's a love letter or it's some confusion with what's going on is the game spends a lot of time in interviews talking about Fifty Cent talking about what went wrong, still seem to be bitter. Kind of like an Irv Gotti type of thing with Ashanti. It's like, mm. hey, listen, game, you have, a, you have a really good career. Some, you know, I still, I look at him as a legend. 
definitely West Coast legend. Definitely West Dropped Coast a lot of good songs. But every time you're in an interview, it just seems like you're, you're upset about something. And it's always with 50. One minute you're cool with him, one minute you're not. And I feel like, okay, but because Eminem and, or Eminem and 50 are tight, you still have to have an issue. Like, if Eminem and 50 were not, they were not cool. They they were like, you know, fuck you, whatever, whatever. Would the game movie be going after Eminem? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to research, like, what happened between these two? Or is it just, I'm, t- I'm like going after Eminem because he's, you know, he's the, he's the legend and I'm going to go after him. That could be it, too. I don't know. I think it, some of it could be a little because Eminem's white. Like, he referenced Eminem being white and I'm a black man. Like, you don't come in my industry trying to, you know, like, he he referenced some of that racial that was stuff. So weird, man. Like, it, was, it was weird. I'm not saying it's good, but he did that. And I think it's very calculated. And I yeah. think it's, uh, you know, it. You know, and and to me, the diss track isn't whack. So it 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 you know, and he went at M in a different way than other people have, right? So I think that if Eminem doesn't respond, it looks like oh, the game wins. If but Eminem's gonna respond, you know, he's gonna come with some good stuff. I mean, the game had a, a damn show where he was dating women, and like you know, the game has these weird tattoos now. He's the game, he, he did remember that he did put that in. Yeah, there. yeah. Like the his, game's talking about oh, I, if I if I wanted to be a billionaire, I would have been. No, get out of here. The game has a lot. He said a lot of stupid stuff, right? So yeah. Eminem's gonna come at him. But. Good point, Nova Dasher. It was definitely better than Nick Cannon. Yes. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> As much as everyone thinks Nick Cannon is corny, I agree. He's living a good life, I tell you. Oh, the amount of women, he's all the women fine. that he's impregnated, all nines and tens, he, he's he basically fine. trying to make a village. Listen, he's living a good life. Rapping good was never his strong suit. He's a funny guy. He's comedy, comedy. Great, wow. Yeah, great host, but rapper, no. Um, do you think it's better than Rap Devil? The game's uh, last, as they did. Rap Devil, I thought Rap Devil was pretty good. Um, yeah, okay. I'd have I, I thought it was good. I think they're pretty I'd have to listen to that again. It's been a while. I think they're comparable. I think they're comparable. Yeah, for me. I, I think Rap Devil's are probably a little little better. If I had to rank better. it, Rap Devil was a little better. Now I'm not saying it was a whack disc. No, I think I was surprised that game was able to mimic the flow. And in and yeah. in the fast paced way that Eminem now Eminem he's like on another level when he it's starts the, yeah, that quickly. He's, but the game was able to mock it or that you said mock it in a way it was like okay I just felt like it was forced it was like a forced like if Eminem said something like yo the game is whack and then he did it like the context would be better if that makes any sense it, it does make sense um, yeah. definitely, but, definitely forced I agree with that yeah but man I guess like you said it would have been much much better situation if we all kept you know, game in our periphery. Like we, we still checked out his music, and when it came out and listened to that album, I'm like, damn it, he came back. He came back strong. If that was nominated for a Grammy, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Cool. He could it's be a good album. It's a good album, man. It's a good. It's, it's a good album. It's a good. I listened to it while driving in the car. I like the West Coast flavor. And I think we tend to forget game is at some point like he was about that life. Like I remember watching an interview where he. Some uh, some some Crips or something were coming up on him and Nipsey Hustles peeps or something back in the day before the game like blew up. Right. Yeah. And he was like in his car, like talking about, hey, I got the heat. Like I, I thought I was getting ready to, you know, it was going to pop off like he he's that guy. Like he was that guy, at least. Right. At least, you know, you all take it with a grain of salt. But, you know, Eminem, I mean, uh, Eminem's not that not that dude. 
So, you know, no, the no. game can puff his chest out in that really weird way that some men do that are from the hood and have gang affiliation. You know, Eminem can't do that. So game spitting about that all the album. And um, I thought it was good. I, I, I don't you know, the game to me is a little underrated. I think when we look back at especially West Coast people like I think he's got some decent albums. I, I like his flow. And um, I think what we got to remember in rap, it's all about bravado. That's all rap is. I'm better than you. This is why. That's what, that's what most of the hip hop that we listen to. I'm better than you. This is why. Either there's three reasons. I got more money. I got more hoes. Or I got more jewelry. Or, you know, like that's, that's what, that's what hip hop is. Yeah. Even the, the old stuff and the new stuff. Right. But yeah. we'll see. I think Eminem's going to come at him. So. Uh, yeah, Nova comes in with another comment. I think Rap Devil was harder, plus Eminem called him out and other rappers. Yeah, I remember the uh, Kamikaze album, which I love that album. It's it's not, it's low, it's rated lower compared to most of his other stuff, but I thought it was a pretty yeah, good album. It's a good album. Um, and Eminem called him out. Like, that's what makes sense. Like, you called out MGK, you said a lot of stuff, and MGK came with Rap Devil. You respect that, but like, because you, you you're playing defense like yeah. he probably MGK and it was weird too because he kind of again gave Eminem respect and that's probably the only weak point of Rap Devil no respect this is dissing this is a diss track no respect it doesn't matter if you do respect him you don't put that in there yeah. um the game didn't put any of that in there yeah um but yeah I, I think Eminem is gonna is gonna bury him um, I mean we I got something it. to look forward to which is nice so we we have to thank the game for that we got something to look forward to raps a little. I don't know, man. We need we need some life, right? Don't we need yeah. something to happen? And I think you know it, it could be good. Yeah, um, Eminem never claimed to be a gangster, which no, is true. Never. He's poor, like, and that's like he has he relates to a lot of what we go through, or at least you know, because he came from nothing. His mom was on drugs, had him young. He had you know, he did not live a good life. Clearly, that's why Eminem is kind of weird. Like you ever heard him? In, you ever heard him in, in interviews? He just seems. Like awkward. Socially, he almost awkward. seems socially awkward a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I need the level of disrespect Pusha T gave Drake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see. But, you know, like the game came really good, really hard, uh, definitely underrated. A very surprise. Like of all the albums so far that we talked about or what I listened to this year, the most surprising come up. Yeah, and yeah, keep Hit Boy around. It don't, Hit Boy revitalized careers because yeah Nas is always great but that King's Disease 1 and 2 that's mm, all hip boy I love all it I love it yeah and it's the, the, this production it's old school but still current like he's able to ride both it's not that you know yeah. a lot of that loopsy loops in terms of like the you know the candy kind of sounds it's it, it, it helped I guess it helps us older hip hop heads be interested in the, in the tracks. Yes, yeah, and good it, point. He's able to bridge that gap where you know, game has been in the game for you know seventeen years. Nas yeah. has been in the game over twenty years. He's able to make a uh, sound that even people 10, 15 years younger than us can listen to. It's like, yo, that actually sounds pretty good. So, yeah, I, I'm big, big fan. Um, I gave it an eight out of ten. What, what's your what's your rating? Uh, well, we do mics here. We do mic. We do mics, oh, okay. right? Like that. So I I give it a four. I give it a four mics out of five for me. Four solid. I give it a four. Do you give three and a half? Yeah, I was gonna say three point eight. Well, what is well? Okay, what's four, eight out of ten? Eight like, out of ten. Really, like okay, five is classic, right? Well, but yeah. see, we'll do ten. Four is a banger for me. Four is a banger, and it's a banger album. I like it, so I give it a four. Um. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna give it a. You said three point eight. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a three point eight. 
Near four. It's rounded by a four. That's rounding up. I mean, you should just give it three and a half mics in. Three, give it because, because I, you know, I, I like I, too many features. And again, that's not even that's a personal thing. But when you, when someone's able to craft an album and it's mostly them, because first of all, my favorite songs on an album is um, no features. It's um, Voodoo for some reason. That beat, um, it just I think yeah. it's like the, it was the third song. Yeah, uh, the storytelling. Yeah, the storytelling in that song just goes hard. Um, yeah, the yeah. fourth, the fourth track. I love Easy, um, yeah. Home Invasion. Yeah, those two. Um, just I, I, I listen to those two um, just on repeat. And La La, La Land, I just like that. You know, La La, La Land's school. a banger, man. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, but yeah, Hip Boy did well. Actually, there's a few other um, producers. Actually, the ones who did all of the the two that I liked was a producer named Big Duke. Right, uh, mm. nice. And no, DJ Paul did um, OPP. Um, DJ Paul from uh, Three Six Mafia, which he's another really good un, yeah. um, un, un, underrated producer. Um, but yeah, it's a good album. Uh, have you guys check it out? Nova Dash should put three point five. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is fair. Which is fair. Okay. I think if you if you're if if you're between three point five and if you're anything above 3.5, in my opinion, it's, it's a solid album. It's a above, solid, it's above, good album. It's above, above average. average, you know, at three would be kind of average, like a eh, couple songs, but, but there's multiple songs. There's six or seven songs on this that I could listen Over to two. back to back. Yeah. I mm-hmm. can listen to easy four times in a row. Yeah. Right. Like I could, you know, good. I mean, it's damn good. So um, that maybe it's, you know, I, I think it's, a, I think it was a surprise, pleasant surprise, breathe a little life into hip hop for a moment. Let's see what Eminem does. Hopefully it's in the next couple of weeks and it'll give us something else to talk about and something else to look forward to. So Eminem, I give Eminem a week, maybe two weeks. He's, I mean, he's <laughs> thinking, he's thinking about it right now. Like this guy's a lyrical genius. Calling so on the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say this. Like he ain't telling you, like he ain't probably dropping bars at Eminem. He's like, yo, talk, talk about that. Cause 50 cent, he is a petty He's a petty, super petty dude. I know a man so successful. His IG is a comedy on itself. He doesn't let things go. He will clown you. Yeah. He still clowns that chick that owes him fifty grand. He don't care. <laughs> you know he's calling Eminem. Is like, yo, I got a few things. Talk about that. Talk about. I this. mean, who know Eminem might might have said Dre. Let's go. Let's make let's make let's make one or two songs. You know, I mean, if that happens, forget just forget about it. Yeah, if, if you it know gets what? To you're that right. Point. You know, he need so. to make that track because I want I need him yes, to join yes. uh, KB says four. Uh, and he also says Eminem can stay away. He played out. Mm. And let's talk about that before we before we finish. It's it's interesting. And we could talk about this with Logic. If you don't know if you guys check out Logic, but he released the album. I think we're going to talk about that uh, next week. It's something about us. KB, I'm talking about you, too. We all in it where like what the game said, no one in the hood plays your shit. <laughs> like they don't play it. Like we don't really like we respect Eminem's abilities, but we don't rock with him compared to you know everybody else. Where the majority of people, who, the majority of people who buy rap albums and go to concerts are white, obviously because there's more of white people out there. But it's just something like we just don't rock with him as compared to someone else. And you know who likes Logic? Don't have you know, top five, white, right? white white girls love Logic. Like like young white women and even women that are in their thirties now love Logic. They love him. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's the other guy. What's his, I forgot his name. The one uh, we talked about before, Jack Jack Harlow. Jack, yeah, similar, similar, very similar. Yep. 
very yeah. similar. And how Jack very don't similar. have the skills Eminem has, right? No, no, you mean logic. Well, lot. Well, no, well, that's the thing or too. Or both, like, both, yeah. Logic's um, lyrical ability is is definitely and log- logic is logic is mixed. His father's black, like logic yeah, he's is not mixed. He's not white. Yeah, it's a running joke that uh, that's all he talks about. So like, his first <laughs> he has two, to be. Oh, hold on, I am black. Hold on, hold on. Don't make yeah, fun of me. <laughs> which it's important to talk about because biracial um, people go through a lot of nonsense because they are kind of stuck between two worlds. So like, like what he what he's talking about is all legit. He's not. I don't think he's blowing you know blowing out of proportion. It's just a lot of us get kind of bored. Like, okay, you're gonna talk about being biracial. Like, we get it. Because same thing yeah. with even if you're black and you're rapping. You're not always talking about being black, but. Right. Logic always talks about either being little moody, you know, he talks about a lot of mental health, which is all good stuff. It just shows the rap culture. And I think we could talk about it in depth next it's week. It's shifted. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, man, you're overly positive mentally, you know, the mental health. We don't want to hear that. We want to hear about shooting someone or getting <laughs> holes or, or, getting, or selling drugs. We don't want to hear about being positive and calling the number if you're not feeling well. Get, get out of here. And I think that affected Logic. And that's why I think why he went back from retirement not retiring i don't like what joe budden said it hurt my feelings why it's even telling that out loud like we have a lot to talk about with logic yeah but we do terms, we do in terms of eminem it's same similar but eminem don't care no it, also he's well but eminem's on the mount rushmore right and 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 even the guys that we love respect eminem and they they put him on his top four or five like he's in most people's top five eminem is right he just is so he know and he knows that so he doesn't have to his care levels can be less jay-z's yeah. similar and nas they're similar like you're not going at the goats like you know who are you right like it doesn't matter right but yeah. we'll see i mean i feel like a lot some people are saying eminem hasn't done anything in 20 years like his stuff is trash like kb is saying um, we yeah. love on remixes only <laughs> on a few <laughs> Robert Bradley. <laughs> and, uh, and no picture, but you know who he is and what you know where he's probably from. Like, yeah, we only yeah, yeah you don't and, and it's the effect of summer summertime walking down the street, what is playing in people's cars? What's blasting out of the people's cars? What's blasting on the block or either on stoops or at parks? Eminem is not being blasted. And no. even though he's he's one of the best rappers who ever lived. It's just not, it's it's a cultural thing. It's also just relatability. It, also, Eminem had went pop with a lot of pop tracks. Because yes. yep. pop tracks sell. But it's like, we ain't we ain't bumping you and Halsey or whatever, Katy Perry, I don't know, whatever they he has. Mar- um, he, did a song, he did a song with like Mariah, I think. Then he did a song about Mariah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, Eminem's, you know, one of the goats, man, lyrically. You can't, yeah. And in Cyphers, you can't, you can't mess with that guy. You just can't because he's, He's very intelligent, right? But uh, yeah, you're not bumping, you know, you're not in the summertime on a Friday night, you're cruising, you're not listening to that. Back in the day, back in the day, somebody, back in the day, kids did, but from like the suburbs more more so. But yeah. if you were in the inner city, you're listening to other stuff. You're not listening, to, you're listening to Master P back in the day at that time. You're listening to some UGK, you're listening to, you know, Outcast, you're listening to something like that. You're not, you're not bumping Eminem in the car. But not, also, not if you're in the city. To credit to Eminem, he knew the reason why he was so popular. Like he said it, I'm white, I'm the Elvis. He said yeah. it. So it's not like he is not aware of a person that doesn't look like everyone else doing something that, you know, mostly black people do. But he's doing it at a very high level. You can't dispute that. No. Um, and we're going to talk about logic next episode, but we're going to end it with uh, Nova Dash thinks 
Logic just seems a bit soft. Is he a bit soft or, like, this is a good tease, our culture, masculinity, are we wrong? Mm. And Logic is right. Mm. That's a good way of ending it, you know? That's, like It's something to think about for next week, yeah. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we'll see, you know, we still don't know what's going on with the basketball stuff. Uh, KD is still with the Nets. Who knows what the hell is going to happen with that? It's... Who knows, man? Just keep, just keep them on that damn team. I don't care. It's got to be tough to be living in New York right now. I don't know how. <laughs> Hannibal, how is that? How's it going for you in New it's York? Fine. New York okay. It seems to be okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Actually, we are, I, I was actually was going to talk to Noah Dashik. I know he seems, you know, he was able to, or at least he's into the football stuff. I think we should dedicate an hour um, talk about, you know, the NFL season coming up and what we think is going to yeah, happen. We still yes. got our Giants versus uh, Bears bet. Bears. Who's going to win most games? You know, we got to think of a really creative um, contest to see who wins. Who it may it may not be money; it could be something totally related. We got to think about that. So, yeah, definitely. If you guys have any ideas of what me and Pedro should do um, in terms of our bet, who loses, what they should do, drop it in the comment section. In the comment section, and don't yeah. make it weird. Like, don't make okay. You can make it weird. I don't have to do it, but <laughs> like, don't make it extra weird. You know what? You know what could be good? Was that the loser has to shave their beard? Uh, Beard would grow back, but we both no, have, we both have beards. Yours won't grow back? Oh. No, it won't grow back. All right, so I'm going to reevaluate this. I got to check, check the stats. Is uh, I got to make sure my team is healthy. You know, <laughs> so you got to I'm going to look, I'm gonna look like I'm 12 years old. The reason I even grew Me this too. is- Me too. What are you talking about? What are, I, I'm in the same boat, man. Like, I look like I'm 12, but hey. You, you're, you got a brand. <laughs> you come uh, in well, it's all right. We'll be all right. I'll make a video. I'll be like, well, who's that guy? <laughs> like Pedro's he's like six years old now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can he drive? What was he driving for? <laughs> you may get more tips, clean maybe, shaving. Uh, maybe, you know? maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> all right. On that note, thank you guys for checking out this episode. Check out the album. Let us know. Put in the comments below. You'll be surprised. You may not even you never even listen to it. Listen to the game album. You'll be surprised. It's actually a very good album. Um, Check it out. Put in the comments below your thoughts. And on that note, we'll talk to you guys next week. We're going to be talking about logic and I'm sure a bunch of other things that may happen that we'd be annoyed with and we got to talk about it. So on that note, have a good night, guys. Peace. Peace out.